0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, my friends. Uh, as Spencer mentioned, my name is Alyssa Burkle. It is my great privilege and joy to proclaim good news to us this morning. Not as one above, but as one among you. The Lord be with you. There's several different ways to preach our gospel reading from Matthew 15, but I simply don't have time. So today we're going to focus on two main things, the kingdom of God and the king who bends down low to see differently and to take up the weak from the dust and the poor from the ashes, and what we are being called into today as we imagine ourselves in the text. This passage is often described as challenging, tough, or difficult, and I would agree It's unsettling, right? We see this desperate woman crying out for justice on behalf of her demon-possessed daughter, and the disciples and Jesus first ignore her, and then they insult her. It's such a weird exchange. Additionally, this mother herself is also behaving strangely. She's a woman in a patriarchal society, and she's approaching a man, and asking to speak to him, and demand that he help her daughter. So this exchange between Jesus and this Canaanite mother ends up being pivotal to expanding Jesus' understanding of his mission, as well as the disciples' understanding of who is in the kingdom of God and who is out. Although we didn't read it today, we see this expansive nature of the kingdom of God in Matthew 28, as the disciples are instructed to make disciples of all nations. Then we see the fruit of not only this encounter, but we see the Great Commission lived out in our Colossians reading. Paul is naming a list of folks who are part of a church, and of the people he lists, only three are Jewish. The rest are presumably Gentiles. So how did we get from this encounter with Jesus and the disciples, and this Canaanite mother, where Jesus is initially refusing her request on the basis of his understanding of who he was sent to first, to where we are today, in June 2023, in the United States. Church, today we proclaim the good news that through our audacious boldness and crying out for justice, we are participating in creating a more just reality. In the midst of pain, desperation, and disorientation, we are being reoriented to a kingdom where the enthroned king bends down to take up the weak and poor from the dust and ashes. Consent to this love's transforming power today, beloved, as we follow our Lord. I was so struck by the image of Jesus changing his mind. It's kind of wild to think about, isn't it? I tend to think of Jesus as being sort of static and unchanging and there is an element of truth to that. But it's so interesting to think of Jesus and his humanity learning and growing and being reoriented himself. There's something beautifully incarnational about that concept too. Jesus, the king of the universe, bends down, becomes human, and beholds the heavens and the earth, seeing differently. He can't take up the weak out of the dust and lift up the poor from the ashes without first seeing them by bending down and beholding. He becomes poor. He becomes weak. And in the process, we are invited to follow him down into the dust to learn to see differently. Our crying out actually does work within the kingdom of God. We are invited into a kingdom where we are encouraged to initiate as a means by which a more just reality is created. We are all living in the life of God, and we participate in it fully. Including our crying out and agitating for justice. So, in our Matthew passage, we see Jesus ignore this woman at first. What is interesting is that he doesn't send her away, he doesn't tell her to be quiet. It just says he doesn't answer her. I believe Jesus was listening to her, just listening. Then he provides an explanation. He was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. We can almost see this woman, who has been trailing along behind Jesus and his disciples, crying out constantly, her face smeared with dirt and tears and snot, hot, sweaty, tired, out of breath. She finally pushes her way forward to the front and kneels before Jesus in an ugly crying heap. Lord, help me, she cries. There's this pregnant pause as her words hang in the air. We can almost feel the spirit brooding over these unformed, shapeless waters. The disciples are watching this exchange. What is he going to do? How is he going to respond? It is not good to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. The woman doesn't miss a beat but cleverly shoots back, okay, I'm a dog. But good masters give their dogs the scraps. She's essentially saying that Jesus could call her whatever he wanted to. In relation to him, she is safe. Are you guys tracking with me? Jesus could have called her a purple unicorn, and she would have been like, okay, cool, but you're the guy who loves and takes care of purple unicorns. It really doesn't matter who she is, only who Jesus is and who she is in his kingdom under his rule and reign. Church, today we proclaim the good news that through our audacious boldness in crying out for justice, we are participating in creating a more just reality. In the midst of pain, desperation, and disorientation, we are being reoriented to a kingdom where the enthroned king bends down to take up the weak and the poor from the dust and the ashes. Consent to this love's transforming power today, beloved, as we follow our Lord. Jesus is stunned and greatly moved by her response. She gets it. She understands that in the kingdom of God, she's not a lost sheep anymore. She's a found, safe, protected sheep because the shepherd is good. She understands that in the kingdom of God, she is included, not because of who she is, but because of who Jesus is and who she is in relation to him. She honestly confronts Jesus and cries out for justice for her daughter. And Jesus is willing to be confronted. He bends down low. He's willing to learn to see differently. And in the process, in this back and forth exchange between them, new creation is birthed and brought forth. This beautiful moment where together, Jesus, the disciples, and this Canaanite woman are co-creating a more just reality. A reality that expands to include everyone, including we ourselves, here some odd 2,000 years later. So how can we respond to this good news? First, I don't want the takeaway here to be if I pray harder or more persistently, God will answer my prayer. I know there's many in our midst who are praying for healing, for physical ailments and diseases for themselves or for others, for restored relationships, for grief and pain, for addictions. I don't know why God doesn't or hasn't answered some of those prayers. I don't know why it feels like he's ignoring us, or why he feels so far away when the pain feels so real. I wish I knew. If you know me, you know that the last nine-ish months or so have been some of the most painful and disorienting months I've ever experienced. Stuff that feels like an oppressive, suffocating, crushing weight to try to carry while also trying to be at least a B-minus wife, mother, and employee. It's been comforting for me to believe that my crying out and my agitating for justice is actually working to create a more just world. Even as I wait. Even as I try and fail. Even in my exhaustion and burnout and grief and anger even on behalf of my children, as we white-knuckle it through middle school and go careening into high school. God, the enthroned king, bends down low to see me, to listen to my cries, to meet me in the dust and ashes. Am I willing to throw myself on the goodness and character of God, even in my waiting? Can I consent to this love's transforming power Second, I think we are challenged to follow Jesus' example. We can ask ourselves, am I willing to be confronted by the desperation and pain of another? Am I willing to be humbled to admit that I may have blind spots or unconscious biases or presuppositions that have shaped how I see the world that may not be accurate or true? Am I able to hold space for another? Can I trust that God is doing a new thing, something I may not fully understand? Can I trust that the kingdom of God is big enough and Jesus is powerful enough to do the necessary transformative work in my heart to build a new humanity? Can I consent to that love's transforming power? Church, today we proclaim the good news that through our audacious boldness and crying out for justice, we are participating in creating a more just reality. In the midst of pain, desperation, and disorientation, we are being reoriented to a kingdom where the enthroned king bends down low to take up the weak and poor from the dust and ashes. Consent to this love's transforming power today, beloved, as we follow our Lord. So what is coming up for you? Can we consent to the transforming power of love to reorient us to an already here but not yet fully realized kingdom? Where kings bend down low, power is given away, and the lowly are lifted. Can we align ourselves with our king? who Walter Brueggemann says is known to be particularly allied with the brokenhearted who cannot help themselves. Can we kneel before Jesus in all of our messy anger, pain, grief, trauma, hurt, waiting, trusting that God sees us, loves us, and is listening to us as we lament the way things are? Can we trust that naming our hurt in the presence of God is doing work to create a more just world? Can we trust that as we make space for listening to the pain of others not like us, the Spirit is moving to bind us together? Our salvation is bound up together. Is there some area of your life, some past hurt, some relationship, some addiction, some sin that feels like it is out of reach for the kingdom of God to break through. Beloved King Jesus bends down low. He stands ready, able, and willing to give you not just the crumbs, but all of himself for you. As we come to the table of the Lord, bring your whole self, all of it, to Jesus and kneel before him. And when you are given a crumb, know that you have been given all of King Jesus, and the kingdom of God is near. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.